Special thanks to podwars.com. Know the latest podcast and job news before others. Coming up next on Explain Why Podcast. Start acting like we're already in the fourth industrial revolution. What does that mean? The fourth industrial revolution is the data revolution. So let's let's start acting like we live in a data-driven world and data is important. Baga equate your your data to your life. And then it follows. Everything follows. You're, you're going to be careful about your data. You use your data responsibly. You can actually use data pa for social good. Diba? Pero yun nga eh, parang hindi pa siya embedded. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, it's an age thing. Yung mga bata, mga Gen Z, mga Gen Z, I think they're more attuned to the data landscape. But they have to be taught in school. Mantalang for the rest of us, mga Gen X, mga Boomer, to a certain extent, the Millennials, we grew up in a world before the internet. So we have a lot of re, uh, realigning to do. Uh, a few of us know naman what we need to do, pero karamihan ng mga, especially the senior citizens, the Boomers, they're completely clueless. Hi, and welcome to our podcast. This is Mika Santos. This podcast features enlightenment discussion with professionals to explain pressing issues and provide pertinent facts about unbiased journalism, countering misinformation, and an in-depth conversation with experts. Check out our newsletter at thefreemanchronicle.com. On today's episode, we're talking about data breaches, cybersecurity in the Philippines. In a recent report, the Philippines ranked 20 out of 161 countries. He is a data analyst, researcher, software developer, and technologist advocate for data literacy, data ethics, and social impact from data. His current work focuses on human rights, public health, food security, political risk, and fighting disinformation. Please welcome to the show co-founder of Data Ethics PH, Mr. Dominic Doc. Ligot. Let's dive in. Ano pong latest na balita natin dito yung sa nangyaring data breaches dito sa PhilHealth? Meron po ba tayong update doon? Well, we've had multiple breaches, no? Um, PhilHealth lang naman yung nauna. Yung huling balita dyan is ina-assess pa kung ano yung extent ng data na nag- parang huling na rin ito was 20 million health member data um, at least 20 could be more pero yun, yun ang datos na nakukuha natin from the authorities at the same time the National Privacy Commission has put out uh, a consumer portal uh, I think starting with the first 1 million senior citizens pwede na nilang i-check sa, sa National Privacy Commission kung kasama sila dun sa nalit na data pero I think the intention is over time, as more and more of the data is confirmed, lalagpagpag sa it's a portal na yun. Pero hindi lang naman PhilHealth yung naging ano natin, naging breaches natin. We had uh, breaches with the PSA, uh, the USP, the PNP, at the very least. No? And then, uh, more recently, nagkaroon ng mga defacements uh, sa Congress. Basically, binaboy ng mga hacker yung website ng Philippine uh, Congress. So yeah, so medyo sunod-sunod ang mga incidents natin and actually the irony is this is cybersecurity month. <laughs> so 
talagang cybersecurity man siya kasi sa dami ng mga nangyayari ngayon. One cannot help but uh, be reminded of uh, yung mga cyber threats na nag-counter. Maraming salamat po dyan. Oo, oh, at least uh, sa said, aside from Oktoberfest, it's cybersecurity month this year. So, sa ating mga listener, every every October, ito yung sinasabing cybersecurity month. Upang ipalaganap po natin yung mga yung awareness sa ating mga kababayan. Sa sa Australia, we have same cybersecurity month. Meron po kaming sariling Ministry of Cybersecurity that handle everything po for the for the government. So, ang ang unang tanong unang tanong ko Doc Ligot because recently Philippines rank 20 out of 161 country with total of 207,688 link account in the second quarter of 2023. Ito yung uh, uh, pinalabas na data from isang Surfshark uh, BPN company. Ano pong masasabi niyo doon? Well, hindi niyan bago sa atin. I mean, even as early as 2020, medyo nasa top 10 na tayo of countries that have been either attacked or have suffered a cyber breach. Uh, well, it just points to the urgency na kailangan na natin ng which is to improve yung security of the Philippines. Kasi na pinapropiestahan tayo ng mga hackers. Not just in local hackers, but also international hackers. May mga ganyan ng incidents that we have. So, what, what, is the, the, what is the current major cybersecurity threat facing the Philippines right now? Well, samot-sari. For example, uh, kaya naman nahahack yung government portals. And yung mga nakikita natin sa, sa news, these are not the full extent of attacks that, that are happening every day. I think what made the PhilHealth and the PSP hack uh, particularly newsworthy is ito yung may hawak ng data ng taong bayan. Kaya na-alarm ng maraming tao. But these attacks happen every day. Many of them are reported. Pero hindi na na-sabot. As I mentioned, uh, it just drives the urgency needed with serious investment into cybersecurity. Hindi lang sa technology but also sa tao. Kasi according to another report, we only have probably no more than 200 or no more than 300 cybersecurity experts for a for a population of 100 million. So medyo under understaffed, undermanned tayo across the board. That's met into cybersecurity. Hindi lang sa technology but also sa tao. Kasi according to another report, we only have probably no more than 200 or no more than 300 cybersecurity experts for a for a population of 100 million medyo under understaffed underman tayo across the board. So sinasabi mong uh, kulang tayo kulang sa staff pero kulang din sa technology. Can you provide yung yung cyber security landscape natin ngayon sa Pilipinas? Do we ha, what na, what's the landscape? Are we behind? Are we far behind or we are trying to get up to date you know because 
in cybersecurity, there's a lot of new technology, even AI. We use AI to to do detection and threat hunting. Yeah, I think it starts more now with the culture. Um, for example, if you look at the PhilHealth leak, uh, that entire episode was a case study and what not to do. Number one, uh, the government didn't take the threat seriously when it came out. It was a ransomware attack. Sinabing ransomware, a group of hackers steal your data. And then normally, in the case of PhilHealth, uh, thankfully, hindi naman nila ginawa, but we still got the database. And they were threatening to leak it kung hindi sila bayaran ng US dollars. Of course, uh, you know, in theory, you should not really endorse paying a ransom. Pero you should at least find out paano ba nabuhayan, ano ba yung mga vulnerability. Until the, the last day, it appeared that PhilHealth wasn't taking the threat seriously. In fact, you can check the reports. On the day of the deadline, binigyan kasi sila ng ilang day, days eh, to pay the ransom. Hindi, ililik na raw nila yung data. Yung mismong presidente pa ng PhilHealth, na hinahamon pa niya yung mga hackers, sige, release niya yan, tingnan natin kung totoo yan. Might, probably is a fabricated data set. So, yun yung ganyang attitude. is unbecoming eh, of public servants when you're trying to protect yung data ng taong bayan. And then, after the... So, re-release na nga. Kapost na siya all over the place. Nakapost siya sa dark web. Nakapost siya sa telegram. Anyone can download it. It's a big data, data set. You shouldn't, by the way. No? That's cybercrime if you're in possession of these data sets. So, ang unang sambit ni PhilHealth at the moment na na-release na is wala namang... wala namang member data nakasama. Zero members. And then over the next few weeks, kaiba-iba na yun niya. From zero, naging 800 members, naging 1 million senior citizens, naging 13 million members, and now the latest figure is 20 million. Could be more. So, from a communication standpoint, very clear na PhilHealth was not equipped to communicate the problem. And then later, lumalabas na yung totoo na apparently mga antivirus pala nila are all expired because hindi daw in-approve ng procurement. Well, things like that. It's just tragic eh? and it's also, it's tragic and it's it's just uh, gross negligence if you ask me. Kasi little things like procurement, dapat hindi yan hadlang no? to, to get in your cybersecurity in order. I mean, if you know how procurement works, they work on a budget. Bakit haharangin na procurement yan? Hindi ba yan na budget? or hindi na organize yung mga bidders, walang supplier, something like that. It's, it, it points to a fundamental failure of processes. And buti sana kung ano lang yan, eh. it's just an expired software. Pero the price to pay is yung data na ng mga tao are out there. And as I said, it's a cultural problem because up until the last minute, even the DICT says no sensitive data was leaked. Pero yung data na na-leak, By this time, everyone knows our personally identifiable information. Cell phone numbers, emails, uh, names, birthdays. That's your life, no? Kung nalik yan. And I think mga tao din are not too worried. Na, so what kung nalik yan? Well, daming possibilities na pwede mangyari dyan. Your identity can be stolen. Pwedeng somebody can request a SIM replacement. Yun yung pinaka-dangerous attack yung SIM swapping. Uh, kunyari, ikaw, Nico, nakuha ko yung number mo, nakuha ko yung ID mo, nakuha ko yung email mo. Then I'll call, ano, you're based in Australia, 
I can just call your mobile provider in Australia. Hi, I'm Miko Santos. I lost my, my cell phone. My cell phone. Can I request for a replacement SIM card? They will probably mail it to me to Australia. Ganun, do I? You can get it by mail. The Filipinas, you have yeah. to go in person. Pero anyone can impersonate anyone. And then the moment I have a replacement SIM, I've got your life. Because I can, rep- I can reset your email. I can reset your Facebook. I can reset your e-commerce. I can reset your mobile banking. You know, one day you wake up, yung buong digital identity mo nakuha na ng mga hacker. So that's sensitive. Pero up until the last minute, the government says it's not sensitive. Same banana rin sa PSA. Uh, ang linya nila, oh, it's just a community-based monitoring system. Mga research data lang yan. Yes. Pero kasama yung mga logins. Yung mga tao ng CBMS na nalik. PNP, similar. So, I think it just points, kaya nga ano eh, the organization I set up is called Data Ethics. We need to fundamentally rethink the importance of data in our lives. Data is our life, basically. You know, we live in data. Katulad na yun, we're watching this on social media. Kung wala kang data, nagkakontribu ko si this. Pero hindi pa rin tayo, at least in the Philippines, hindi pa rin ito na yung mga tao thinking of data as important. I think that means to change. So, uh, Doc Ligot, question with wala ba sa Pilipinas like um like a strict policy on on privacy we know we have national privacy commission do we have like a strict policy on handling your data because other other country like Australia they're very strict with the data policy they are very strict if there's a data breach they need to tell the government within 24 hours we have this data um, breach and they're going to coordinate with the like in Australia they, they have to coordinate the cybersecurity um, department here the government to to check it Australian cybersecurity center to help them to mitigate everything yeah we have a similar law it's called the data privacy act it's what created the national privacy commission Um, and we also have a cybercrime law, anti-cybercrime law. So these laws have been in effect since 2012, more than 10 years now. But I think, the, I think medyo kulang because these laws, they're patterned after GDPR, which I'm assuming is the same basis for the Australian regulation. GDPR was the first thing, uh, which is the European Data Privacy Protection uh, Act. Um, pero all just the same these laws are i would call reactive so a crime has to have happened first and then the law takes over you know what to do with the perpetrators or you want to bring the data controllers to justice for example in the field health case we have yet to hear anyone either losing their job or going to jail but they were responsible for the data So very clear yan sa batas. They, they're, they're accountable. Pero what I meant by kulang is we need more proactive policies. Preventive. Kumbaga, just like in your house, you have a fire extinguisher. You should not wait for a fire to happen and the fire department to arrive. You need to be proactive and have a fire extinguisher at home. And if you smell something burning, you take action again. You look for anything And then another thing that I talked about recently is uh, people are used to doing uh, disaster preparedness. 
earthquake drill, fire drill, ganun, di ba? But what about cyber drills? When, when do you do a cyber drill? Do you, do, do you practice a cyber attack? Do you know the first five things you will do when you, when you suffer a breach? So these are essential ano, exercises. And, you know, uh, it, walang kultura. Eh. There's no culture related to that. I even brought it up in a, in a forum recently. And mismo mga information security people were wondering, what's a cyber drill? <laughs> some, actually, many, many know the answer, pero some didn't, which is also tragic if you ask me. So, ganun, I think we, we have a Privacy Act, but that takes uh, effect the moment there's a breach. We need policies that are more preventive and proactive in, in nature. And, and more importantly, we need to educate people. Educate them on the importance of data privacy, data security, and any mga implications if you if you lose your data to hackers. Then I think that's still lacking. Uh, the natin yung education as well. Wala pa sa any business or government have their own set of policy ng ng education, cyber security awareness program para malaman ng mga empleyado nila or or just education to how to handle it because um, in Australia they have their own set of program that every every month the the employee kailangan mag-aral sila ng ganitong cyber awareness or meron silang set ng team for just education they also set ng team then na to handle any cyber threat because pag meron data breach hindi mo sinabi they have like a, at, at least I think 50 million penalty 50 million dollar penalty if you didn't secure the the data especially kung mga customer mo today sa Pilipinas po ba meron po bang ganun na bawat government department bawat business they have their own set of cybersecurity expert to handle all the data well I can't say for sure if every every agency has one but every agency should have one um, and then, you know, eh, I think kulang yung proactive policies. There are programs by the government. So, yung mga in charge yan would be the, the DICP, for example, the National Privacy Commission also. There's also a CICC, which is a cybercrime uh, focus. No? And then you also have the law enforcement agencies, PNP, AFP. They all have their cybercrime. NBI, they all have cybercrime departments, cyber labs. So, hindi tayo nagkukulang sa structure. I think it's more of a compliance uh, uh, issue. Like, every year, like last year, nag-conduct ng cyber drill ang, ang government. There's a uh, cyber emergency response team that under the DICT, they conducted a nationwide cyber drill. Pero to what extent all of the agencies were involved, compliance niyan, I can't say for sure. I don't even know if Phil Health joined it. So, yun nga eh, parang I think it's more of the coverage which is linked to the culture. Kung talagang sineseryoso ang mga tao yan, in the same way, you can't renew your business permit if you don't have a working fire extinguisher. <laughs> At least, sa Philippines, ganun, no? Ni-inspect yan ng fire department. Dapat may ganyan din siguro for cybersecurity. You can't renew your business permit if you don't have a working cybersecurity policy. Ang data privacy officer, mandatory requirement yan sa lahat ng business. But there are aspects of security na hindi covered ng data privacy. See, your systems can be breached 
with or without personally identifiable information. The only time the DPO comes in is pag may personal information na nadali. So, there's a little bit of a gap there. Kailangan. Of course, we can always say dapat the, the data privacy officer takes charge of cybersecurity. Pero those are slightly different disciplines. Eh. DPO, paramihan ng mga DPO na namimit ko, mga abogado. And maybe rightfully so, no? Because they need to be experts in the law. Um, pero a security officer needs to be techie. Someone who understands IT systems. And also someone who understands people. How do you influence the employees to be more cyber aware? Pedro, it's a tall order at the moment. Yung question ko kanina is, yung, yung the actual government, the Philippine government, do they really have like a framework for for the cybersecurity awareness, education, or for threat? Like, because meron ba silang sariling framework na ginagaya? Like, we have NIS, NIST, we have ISO 2700, because this is part of, if you're framing a cybersecurity information, InfoSec, you have to follow the standard For, in Australia, they follow the standard of NIST, ISO 2700, if they're doing a policy for cybersecurity cyber under different company. Do they, do we have like that in the Philippines? Yeah, the Philippines has no shortage of frameworks. So as I said, you have the DICT, you have Republic Act 10844, and then the Data Privacy Act 10173, Anti-Cybercrime Cybercrime Prevention Act 10. 175. And then yung mga yan, mga NIST, mga ISO 27,000. Ano yan, covered. Those are all referenced by these mga law. I don't think we have a shortage of laws. Baka we have a shortage of personnel and maybe a shortage of training. Kasi ano nangyayari, you have a very, very small group of people who are highly knowledgeable about security. But the majority of the public sector And I would say the private sector probably are largely in the dark. Kaya, and again, it becomes a, it's a cultural problem. Parang hindi hindi masyadong top of mind sa mga taong bayan about how vital data is. And you know, the only way to do it is to start teaching people. Like, I don't know if cybersecurity is part of basic education. It, it certainly was not during my time, pero wala pa naman internet ng panahon ko. But I don't know now to what extent children are taught cybersecurity awareness habang bata. And yet, the moment they get out of the classroom, they're on their mobile phones, they're on their computers, they're on TikTok. So talagang behind ang, ano, ang awareness in terms of, ano, in terms of you know, putting cyber in front. So yun, I would argue more for enforcement and education And of course, engineering, you know, just to get all of the proper software set up, antiviruses, firewalls, VPNs. These are not common, I think, common practice in any household. And then, babalik din tayo sa ethics. Data ethics kasi, it's more than just compliance with the law. Ethics is also looking at risks and benefits, trying to balance. If you're going to do something, You might as well prioritize what's good rather than what's bad. And it's also about values. And, and values is a sometimes abstract. 
can be religious, it can be moral. From bottom line, John, you put you put you put the human well-being at the forefront, and major divorce team data from that right now, Philippines. Like the word data doesn't appear in the constitution. Well, it appears once, pal. It's in the context of research. The word data does not appear in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. But everything that has to do with human rights today has to do with data. Right? You don't have an ID, you can't get any basic services. Right? So data rights, even mantra namin is data ethics, data rights for human rights. And social problems are data problems. Kahit anong problema ngayon sa mundo, it has a data component. Hindi pa natin pinag-uusapan yung artificial intelligence dyan. Pag pumasok na yung AI, then lalo naman, lalo yung lalala if we're not really ready for it. I totally agree. So, wala pa sila mga is like risk management policy for this one. This They should have like a risk, risk management every time if there's a data breach or ongoing. Wala ba mga risk management uh, policy officer that look into on on the system itself? So if there's a new system, do we need to get that? Do we need to upgrade that? So because there's a lot, as particularly sinabi mo, AI, because um, some of the company who is selling uh anti anti um anti cybersecurity or cybersecurity software like uh Medianet or Cisco they have they're using AI now to detect any unusual transaction on the system on the network like to make sure there's no man in the middle do they have that When you say risk management, there are types of risk management. Information risk management. Like I said, there are departments for that. No? But that should actually be a role in every government agency. And I can't tell you right now if every government agency has one. Malamang that is subsumed under IT, general IT. Which is okay sana, pero to be honest, hindi rin natin masabi to what extent general IT is trained in information security. Another thing that I feel is lacking is what we call risk communication, which is actually quite uh, prevalent in the healthcare sector. Kanyari, during COVID, whenever you make an announcement about a pandemic, you have to balance kasi the information and the panic of the people. So you don't disclose everything. So you're going to scare everyone, but you can't disclose nothing. So that's also going to suspicion and yung current government approach at least what we've seen is to downplay and not disclose which obviously has a negative effect kasi uuna namang nakalat na yung balita whether you disclose it or not so you have to find a way of proactively managing it I think that is just basing on the behavior of field health is uh, lacking either as a skill or as a proactive uh, policy process. Pero yung mga sinasabi mo kanina, yung mga, mga ISO 27,000, meron yan, meron, gumagawa, meron ang gumagawa niyan, merong mga framework yan. But maybe it's a, it's a compliance problem. Kaya nga, ang isa sa suggestions for recently was to do cyber drills. I-practice natin. Drill everyone. Check them at random. Audit them at random. 
para talagang ma-instill sa culture ng mga tao. Make it part of their performance evaluation. Na kung if you fail a cyber drill, that's tantamount to actually uh, failing a cyber incident. Kasi w- would you rather just suffer the breach? Laking go- uh, gastos yun pag may breach. Not just financially, but you know, reputationally. Tsaka once the data is out, it's always out. Minsan may ganyang attitude din tayo narinig from some agencies na Ayang data na yan, luma na yan. Yeah, pero kailan man nag-iba yung birthday mo? Ang koko, nag-iba yung birthday mo every year. Your birthday is out. It's out. Or for some of us, like I have one telephone number that's been around for 20 years. It's technically an old data, pero if it's out, it's, it affects me up to now. So, so again, it, it's back to culture. The culture has to change, has to improve. And I feel then na, uh, I don't know kung manhid lang yung Pilipinas. Pero these rankings are there for a reason. It's a way of naming and shaming the countries who need to improve. Because I think, as a whole, the world needs to improve in cybersecurity for us to ensure, ano yan, yung digital backbone mo yan eh, dyan nakabase yung buong economy mo, di ba? So if that's not secure, then it could, uh, it could paint the country in a very bad light. And then let's also not forget now the philippines is apart from being number whatever sa cyber we're also one of the top destinations for bpos so us even australia europe they send work to the philippines and the assumption there is philippines is a secure place to send work like what i one time i heard parang 60% of wall street outsources to the philippines no wall street mga big investment banks they have like JP Morgan Chase, Capital One from Canada. These are large banks sending work to the Philippines. And the, I mean, the assumption there is if you're a financial institution, you're sending customer transactions and data to the country. That country has to be secure. So I have no doubt naman that the BPOs themselves are actually cyber ready. In fact, they're probably more ready than the government. Pero yun na nga eh. Parang it's more about the reputation of the country as a whole. So, ano sa tingin nyo ang, um, well, what's gonna be the solution for this? Medyo, mahirap kasi sabi mo, culture eh. So, how do we change the culture that they need to be take care of their own data? It's very important. Yeah, as I said, Let's go back to the basics. Education needs to be in place with the trained people, both at the high end and the low end. At the high end, you need to produce more cybersecurity professionals. How you do it, marami namang ways. You can get uh, schools to offer degrees. You can incentivize it. Like in, uh, in another capacity, I'm also part of the Analytics Association of the Philippines. And we cooperated with the government to launch a nationwide data science and analytics program uh, called Sparta. We ran that for three years and we produced almost 50,000 data literate professionals. It can be done. It's impossible. And that was more than all of the school's uh, graduates going into data combined. You know, computer science, statistics, math, yun yung mga typical sa data, sa IT, mga data professions. In that three-year period, we produced more than all of the schools combined. So, pwede. So, maybe something like that for cyber. Okay. Now, on the low end, yung sinasabi ko nga, we need to do cyber drills, we need to do awareness. Across the board, 
and maybe there needs to be some sort of a scorecard that uh, agencies can abide uh, by para ma- they get both punished and incentivized. They, if they comply, then they're incentivized. If they don't comply, then they're punished. Wala kasing ano eh. Wala kasing consequence eh. Like again, I'd love to use PhilHealth because they're the worst example. I have yet to hear if anyone lost their jobs in such a major data breach. Ang rinig ko, parang may linipat lang ng ibang trabaho. It's, it's too soft, you know? You're responsible, para kang responsible for, para kang hospital. And, biglang nakidnap lahat ng mga baby sa maternity ward. Don't you think the hospital should go to jail? <laughs> they lost babies. Parang ganun dapat ang ano, yung level of urgency and ano, alarm on losing data. People should take it seriously. So education is massive. Massive piece. And I'm going back engineering also. We need to really invest in advanced cybersecurity uh, you know, software. And also audit all of the government's current uh, digital infrastructure. Karamihan ng mga breaches, the common denominator is it's an internet uh, web portal. It's a website. Like the PhilHealth website. Maybe the USD had the website. PSA also had the website. So these are all portals that are accessible online. No? Publicly. And naturally, every time you have something na publicly available, meron at meron magta-try to hack it. That's normal. But what we're finding out is marami mga vulnerability dito sa mga portals na to, and in the past are actually outdated ano na, parang software. Yung mga programming languages are not updated or hindi protected yung mga, yung mga input fields. Kasi that's a common place where a hacker can try to penetrate your system. They Instead of putting name and password, they can start inserting all sorts of garbage into it and then in the hope na baka biglang ano, bumakas yung website. These are well-known vulnerabilities from way back at naayos na yan in the more modern ano, mga web stacks. Pero meron pa rin at meron mga government websites that are still vulnerable. Yung simple matter ng uh, langaw, ano eh? If you're familiar with SSL, HTTPS, yeah. Yeah. SSL yeah. encryption, you'll find government websites that are not encrypted. Oh, okay. And uh, dati, ang, ang complaint kasi may, may bayad. Pero if you think about it, the, the fee is very small for a commercial SSL. And you can even get an SSL for free. Merong, ano, merong free na security certificates. It's, it's practically being given away just to ensure that the mm-hmm. web traffic going in and out of that portal is encrypted. Ang... Counterintuitive kasi yung point ng encryption. So yung point ng encryption is in case merong nag, uh, kanyari, man in the middle attack, they call it. Hindi nila makikita kung ano yung tinatype mo dun sa website kasi encrypted. Eh kung hindi siya encrypted, kita na agad. Kanyari, somebody was able to penetrate that ano, connection. Kita agad. Ito yung username, password, bulyala. So those things, engineering. Um, enforcement, I mentioned earlier, all the policies are reactive. We need proactive policies. Meaning, yung Data Privacy Act and Cybercrime Law, that's important pag meron ng breach. Pero let's put policies that, that prevent the breach. Like ex- cyber exercises, cyber drills, compliance, education. How many of your staff have been given the awareness training? Parang ako dati, I worked for more than almost two decades in banking. 
mandatory training sa amin yung money laundering. Kasi it's it's a culture you want to build in the bank. Eh. So banks receive money. So you have to train your staff to anticipate dirty money coming in. Kasi baka i-ignore mo lang. So they really took the effort. And it's a BS Central Bank requirement to have money laundering training. So ganyan din dapat sa cyber, in cyber training. Do it as often as possible. Siyempre may cost. Siyempre, they're gonna complain about the cost. Pero parang insurance yan eh. Would you rather pay the cost of the training or the cost of the breach? Diba? Parang yung math doesn't, doesn't lie. And then finally, balik tayo sa ethics. I keep saying ethics, it should be a culture. You should put data at the forefront. You should equate data to human rights. We should look at the data component of any social problem. And that means also creating people whose careers are attuned to data. And ngayon, pag sinabi mo data sa typical tao, right, goes over their head. Ah, napaka-IT naman yan. No. Everyone uses data platforms. You use social media, you use e-commerce, you use online banking. But you're not aware na data is important. Parang ganun lang yan. Eh. You, have to, you have to match the risks and the benefits. You want the benefits of data, you have to know the risks para you can better prepare yourself. Yeah, lang. I mean, it's not rocket science as they said, but it has to be done. Yeah, so nasabi mo nga, uh, Doc Ligot, is that ang Pilipinas is one of the most used na mga social media platform. So, particularly mga Facebook, they're more on, most of the kids nasa sa cellphone, nasa iPad. But, why they not able to teach them early the important ng data ng kanila practices? Ay, kaya, it's not in the uh, curriculum. It's not, it's not in the curriculum. Parang, when was the last time you had, uh, ikasama eh, rin yan yung disinformation. It's not taught in school. It should be basic education at pagsimula pa lang. Parang dati, we had PE, di ba? Why do you have to have PE? Hindi ka naman magiging basketball player when you grow up. Pero who knows? Pero importante dyan yung physical health mo. Kaya ka nagbabasketball when you're a kid. I, I hated PE, pero now, that I'm in you know, my middle age, nakita ko yung value na sana pala I've been more physically active when I was young. So it's the same manner. That we want to be cyber healthy. We have to teach children as, as early as their youth na importante itong mga bagay na to. I mean, yun nga. It, it's counterintuitive siguro, pero ngayon tayo nagkakaboy. Na, nabanggit mo, Doc Ligot, yung disinformation. How this gonna be a, a vital role, a play for disinformation itong cyber security? Well, there are parallel problems. No? They may not even be directly related. Pero, for example, identity theft plays a role in disinformation. Kumbaga, kunyari, I have all of your data, all of your pictures. Then I can masquerade as Miko Santos. Diba? I can create a fake avatar or I can create a fake social media account with all of your details. So, hindi siya porque, you know, pwede kang nakawan. 
that's 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 one danger. But I can pretend, you know, the hacker can pretend to be someone and impersonate someone and then use that account for any anything, including this information. So nandun yung link. So kung hindi tayo pabayatay sa cybercrime, pabayatay sa cybersecurity, malamang at malamang ano, lalaganap din yan. Like for example, yung tinatawag natin mga troll farms. Remember that? Yung mga yeah, yeah. gumagawaan. Yung mga, mga nagsispread ng ano, ng hate speech. Binabayaran yung mga yan. <clears throat> Siyempre, to do that, you need accounts. You have to mass-produce accounts. How would you do that if you don't have an identity? Kasi ngayon, stick to na yung mga social media <coughs> platforms. So you can't create more than several accounts. Kung pwede isa nga lang. But if you have access to 20 million PhilHealth members, that's 20 million accounts you can create on Facebook. Diba? Complete with picture, ID, email, telephone number. Pwede yun na. You can now create 20 million trolls. I just think of it that way, no? Parang that data is very, very useful. It can be used for anything. Uh, apart from the AI that can deepfake you or they can change your... Um clone your voice as well because we have an incident that they use a clone voice to persuade like a phishing persuade you to to deposit like yung pera for this account del ganito you need the loan but they use your own voice so medyo nakakabangay ngayon because of this AI so yung AI there's a lot of news na ginagamit yung different type like like the jet gpt there is a fraud gpt there's a scam gpt so they using the ai now to as part of their cybercrime what what do you think about that do we need to regulate this kind of technology as well as part of the policy well kasama na yung ai although it's not as popular now, it will eventually come. Pero, babalik pa rin tayo sa yung data. Eh. I think data is the most important thing. Kasi if hindi naman nalik yung data, then there's very little you can use AI for. And then yung, balik din tayo sa culture. Like, isa sa mga, mga pet peeve ko is, I can see people who are quite generous with information online. Diba? They put their ID online. Oh, I have a new driver's license. Ito, <laughs> andun yung details. Or you post everything about your life. Oh, graduation ko ngayon, birthday ko ngayon. I think there was a, this video clip. I think it came from Indonesia. Literally, been, they just looked at the Instagram feed of one person from start to finish. And they were able to complete a bank application form. Got the name, got the address, the mother's name, the birthday, ad, the, the, ano, the, where do they work. Kasi lahat nakapictures eh nafilapan nila buong ano so sabi nila you you know hackers are one problem pero actually yung problema mismo yung mga tao they donate their data freely online so that needs to change you need to be private about certain things and then nakakatawa di ba Facebook is uh, one platform LinkedIn is another one LinkedIn is for professional networking so I find it odd na sa LinkedIn marami na ka private <laughs> Pero sa Facebook, nakapost na kumain sila ng palabok for lunch. <laughs> you should be the opposite. 
you should be very open on LinkedIn because it's a professional market, you know, uh, networking site, so that the CVs and HR can, can you know, can know exactly what you've done. So you should not be private on LinkedIn. You should be private on Facebook because that's your personal life. So you see the culture. I don't know if in Australia, ganun, pero Philippines, you know, nakansin ko. Parang lahat na lang, buong buhay mo na ilabas mo sa Facebook, pero sa LinkedIn, ayaw mo magpakita. Tapos nagtataka kayo kung wala kang trabaho. Yun lang. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Kasi LinkedIn is for networking for job. So, um, any any parting words, uh, Doc Ligot, sa ating mga listener and sa ating mga man- nanonood ngayon at manonood mga team replay? What's your message to them? Yeah, I think we have to start acting like we're already in the fourth industrial revolution. What does that mean? The fourth industrial revolution is the data revolution. So let's let's start acting like we live in a data-driven world and data is important. Baga equate your, your data to your life. And then it follows. Everything follows. You're, you're going to be careful about your data. You use your data responsibly. You can actually use data pa for social good. Diba? Pero yun nga eh, parang hindi pa, siya, hindi pa siya embedded. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, it's an age thing. Yung mga bata, mga Gen Z, mga Gen Z, I think they're more attuned to the data landscape. But they have to be taught in school. Mantalang for the rest of us, mga Gen X, mga Boomer, to a certain extent, the Millennials, we grew up in a world before the internet. So we have a lot of re, realigning to do. Uh, a few of us know naman what we need to do. Pero karamihan ng mga, especially the senior citizens, the boomers, they're completely clueless. Like my mother was scammed uh, relatively recently, credit card niya, na spoof. Basically, tinawagan siya by people pretending to be the customer support ng banko niya. Napakaswabe ng script. Diba? Hi, Miko. This is uh, Bank of Adelaide or something. We detected some suspicious transactions on your card. Could you hold while we perform uh, a tec- technical test just to check if your card is still working? Ito naman si Miko. Sige, sure. What do you need me to do? Okay, so Mr. Santos, we'll be sending you a few uh, codes. Could you please check if you received them and tell us what the code was. Yung pala, yun yung OTP mo. What they were doing was actually booking transactions on your card. Ikaw naman, super naive. Oh, sige. Here's the first code. 1, 2, 3, 4, 4, 5, 6, 7. Okay, thank you, sir. We've already validated your card. It seems to be working fine. Thank you very much. Sorry for the inconvenience. And then when you receive your bill, six digits na yung bill mo. Max out na yung limit mo. And to the bank, it's legitimate kasi it used the OTT. Pero hindi top of mind yung one-time password sa mother ko. So na, nadali siya doon. So that, so, pero anong bottom line doon? How did they know what your credit card number was? How did they know it was your telephone number? How did they know who your name was? Eh, malamang na-leak yung details mo in, in PhilHealth or some other data breach. So I just repeat to you what is a likely scenario that will happen in the coming months, coming years. Kasi all of that data is available. 20 million citizens data nila. Karamihan daw senior citizens. 
Yan ang mangyayari. So sabi mo nga, culture and education. Yan ang importanting maayos. Um, Doc Ligot, sa mga listener natin, mga audience, paano ka makakontak in case they want to have a chat with you about anything about data ethics, um, your online community, how they can coordinate with you? Yeah, so I'm I'm on every social platform. Just look for Doc Ligot or Dominic Ligot. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. Recently, I also opened an Instagram, TikTok, and a YouTube channel. Please check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com, at uh, DocLigot. I have a lot of videos there about artificial intelligence, technology, pero in a, done in a very layman approach. It's not techie, or at least I try not to be. And again, yeah, just feel free to approach me on any platform if you have a question. And I also do interviews, parang ganito, no? Although ngayon ako naman yung interview, but I also do one-on-one interviews in and about, in and about uh, usually it's about AI, but lately it's also about cybersecurity. So yeah, I hope to chat with everyone soon. And then uh, please visit my website, doclegot.com, so you can learn more about me. I'll also be launching a series of online training about AI. So please uh, watch out for that. Thank you so much for that. So, ayan. So, wow. Maraming maraming salamat sa mga informasyon na yung binigay Doc Ligot. So, lahat ng mga sinabi ni, ni Doc Ligot will be, we'll put it on the show notes para mabisita niya yung mga website niya. So, maraming maraming salamat sa yung oras sa uh, Doc Ligot. Okay. So, maraming maraming salamat. So, ayan. So, as I said, lahat po yan nasa show notes. So, just make sure na ting- balikan nyo po yung show notes sa mga team replay. Lahat ng mga information lagay natin doon. As I said, sabi nga ni Doc Ligot, data privacy, your data is very important. So sa Australia nga, as I said, sa Australia, we are very strict with the data. Pag nagkaroon ng data breach, ikaw, kumpanya ka, ma- malaking penalty para sa'yo. More than 50 million dollar. So, the privacy ay kailangan talagang pag-ingatan. Maraming maraming salamat po sa isang episode again ng Explain Why Podcast. So, see you po sa susunod na episode. At maraming maraming salamat po sa mga suporta ninyo at patuloy nyo pong pinapanood dito at suporta sa lahat ng platforms, especially sa podcast po na nakikinig po sa inyo. At uh, maraming maraming salamat po ulit. At enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you so much. See ya.